Hi friends, jumping on before the start of the episode to ask for your help. Since I started this podcast four years ago, I have been dreaming of a place for us to gather, a place where we can practice some of the things that are shared here on the podcast, a place where you and I can meet gaze to gaze, heart to heart, and a place where we can share our experiences of enriching our lives through the wisdom of the body and expanding our pleasure through the wonder of the senses. I would love to hear your voice and your vision in writing this next chapter of Come to Your Senses. Go to schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey to contribute your ideas, give your feedback on which topics you burn with the most passion to hear about, and let's create a beautiful sanctuary together. Schoolofsensualliving.com slash survey. I will see you there. Hello, and welcome to the Come to Your Senses podcast. I'm your host, embodiment-based coach, Mary Lofgren. Here, we explore how to live bravely and beautifully through a lifestyle of embodiment. You'll hear gems to empower you around mindset, mindfulness, somatic psychology, and neuroscience, as well as beauty, food, style, and the art of slow living to meet your soul through the senses. I am so happy that you're here. Let's begin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Come to Your Senses. I am very excited, as I imagine you are as well, for today's podcast topic, the most popular subject on Come to Your Senses is the topic of the art of seduction and reorienting and reimagining your relationship to seduction to one of being seduced by life and being seduced by yourself. And so today, especially as we head into December and the holiday season, when it is a time of disconnection from the body often, I am going to share with you three of my most precious gems on how to use the art of seduction to feel more radiant, more sensually alive, and just generally more in love with yourself this month and at any time. And so let's dive in to our gems on how to seduce yourself. As the Buddha once said, all of your life arises from the tip of your intention. And so if we start with the traditional understanding of seduction, which is often focusing on getting an outcome no matter what the cost, usually there's some sort of exploitation associated with seduction, And this is speaking more to some of the pickup artistry kind of books that you'll find out there. That's one definition of seduction. You might also imagine seduction as being a lady of the bordello wrapped in velvet and lace and smoking a cigarette on a cigarette holder, whatever you call those things. I used to have one. 
and a woman who embodies her sexuality in a way that is visible and outward. And those are both, well, maybe not the former, the manipulation kind, but the latter is a gorgeous, delicious expression of one's seductive power. And today, I'd like to share with you a more baseline definition and understanding of seduction. And that is the relationship between the sun and the rose. And so when I was living at my mom's a couple years ago, I stayed with her for a couple months when I left New York City. And she wanted to get a rose bush for her front yard. And so I picked one out and I called it Mama Cass because it was full and luscious and gorgeous. And we planted it and I would go out and visit it as it was growing. And I was just hypnotized by the way that the rose begins in this tiny, tight, green bud. And with the warmth of the South Carolina sun slowly deepens in her color and grows in her size and opens up day by day, the rose embodies what it means to have no rush. And this taught me a lot about the nature of seduction as a true force of nature. And one of the ways that I like to define seduction is honest attraction in action. So when I look at the rose, she's not bashful about how much she enjoys the sun. She's simply honest about the way she bends towards its warmth. She also follows pleasure as her compass. And for me, a state of seduction and being seduced by life is a state of sensual aliveness. The other night, I used a peppermint candy cane body scrub that I'll be gifting to the attendees of my Yule retreat, which is happening soon. And I got into bed after scrubbing scrubbing myself in the shower. And the peppermint was so alive on my skin. And it was that place where you're not sure if it's hot or cold. And my blood was pumping this kind of microcirculation to the surface. And my skin felt so soft from this yummy shea butter scrub. And good God, I was just so seduced by my own bed sheets as I climbed into them. Seduction is an experience of embodied charm and delight and really draws us in. So the other day I was listening to a podcast and it was a podcast about Yule. I was preparing for the retreat and the person was just kind of reading out a list of facts on the history of Yule. And I was doing the dishes and I said out loud to the room where it was just me and my dishes, geez, enough with these facts, seduce me already. (laughs) Because content is nothing without context. This is why the internet is so overwhelming 
because, and also why it leaves us always wanting more because these facts were just flooding into my system without any juicy place to land. And you'll notice that prior to every episode, I whet your appetite and I take you on a journey of seduction that starts by giving you context for the content that you're about to receive. The context clears a space in your heart and mind to make the content relevant and to stimulate your appetite to receive it. In other words, if I were to come on and say, welcome to come to your senses, jump right into our gems, it wouldn't be nearly as satisfying. And satisfaction and seduction are very intimately intertwined. I believe that seduction possesses this moment-to-moment satisfaction and this delicious tension between wanting and having. And so our first gem around seducing yourself has to do with just that. And it is enjoying seduction as a dance of desire. So I once recorded an episode on the art of seduction, and I talked about this topic that I'm about to share with you and just seduction in general. It's a great resource if you want to go back and revisit. We'll drop it in the show notes. It's called The Art of Seduction. But I have learned and seen that every seduction has three distinct phases. There is anticipation, culmination, and afterglow. And in our world and in our culture, which is climactically focused, we tend to only focus on the culmination And so therefore, the anticipation feels like painful longing or itchy restlessness waiting for the culmination. And the afterglow is a kind of pleasure that is often skipped over and missed entirely. Whereas if we shift our lens to seduction being this dance of desire, each of those phases possesses its own unique experience of satisfaction. And so I'll give you an example of a way to practice this. The next time you chow down, as you are preparing your food, I invite you to notice the activation of your taste buds. I invite you to, as you're slicing the eggplant, Give yourself the pleasure of hearing the knife hit the cutting board and seeing those little beads of moisture emerge on the flesh of the eggplant. And here's the most important part, is to feel desire and hold it. Desire can feel like a painful, torturous tease sometimes, but I encourage you and invite you to explore the desire that you feel for whatever is on your plate or coming to your plate and enjoy the pleasure that comes from wanting and the pleasure that you can find by inhaling its aroma and feeling the anticipation of the satisfaction. 
Then you come into culmination, which is the act of eating. And I have a feeling that you have some skills already around enjoying your food. One of the things that I've been exploring lately is really slowing down my chewing and really keeping my belly relaxed as I eat. And I have an episode as well on the art of eating sensually, which is not just about eating mindfully, but ways to enhance the pleasure that you experience when you eat. So I recommend having a listen to that one as well. This is kind of like the seduction collection of episodes. And then once you are finished, and this could be done with your plate of eggplant parmesan, it could also be done with a single strawberry, feeling the pleasure of fullness in your belly. And fullness might not always be a pleasurable sensation for you. And so I'm going to give you a few cues to look for and locate some of the pleasure that can come from fullness. Because if you've been conditioned that when your belly is full, you've done something bad, you've eaten too much, or you didn't eat the right thing, whatever has been handed down to you, what I invite you to do is imagine me on your shoulder and inviting you to relax through your hips and through the skin around your belly button and to feel for the warmth in your belly and to feel for the way that your belly connects to your mouth the way that you might have some mirrored sensation between the taste in your mouth and the fullness in your belly. Noticing any parts of you that feel a sense of satisfaction. So it's really common after eating to move so quickly that one doesn't even notice one's own satisfaction. And so just the acknowledgement of fullness, it's like, Oh, look at that. I'm full. Who knew? (laughs) Bringing more of your somatic sensitivity to your belly, to your body, to your mouth is a way to keep the pleasure going after what is seen as the only pleasurable part, which is eating. So seduction views pleasure as a continuum rather than a climax. And this is something that can be applied to how you eat, how you kiss, how you make love, how you write, how you balance your checkbook, and all of the precious moments of life in between. The next gem in seducing yourself is to give yourself the gift of awakening your sensual body. So when I talk about your sensual body, what that means to me is there being a certain plumpness to the present moment. Don't you just love the word plump? I could just, I could write a whole book called Plump. Plumpness of the present moment. And I feel a plumpness to the present moment whenever I practice adornment 
especially for no reason. I went back to the gym today for the first time in a long time. And I was, you know, kind of amused at myself for putting on lip gloss and a little bit of bronzer. And I actually curled my hair to go work out. And I have this fabulous new t-shirt that says apathy, entropy, empathy, ecstasy. And if you are a fan of the Broadway musical Rent, you know what that means. And when I went to the gym, it's like I was seduced into being there. I was having so much fun dressing and adorning and felt so much like myself when I walked in that it really helped with the sometimes difficult adjustment into the shrine to toxic masculinity that I sometimes find the gym to be. I find it really hard sometimes to go to the gym. I love the way I feel when I exercise, but the process of being there uh, just is not what I would describe as a pleasure. And so these little talismans help me to seduce myself into my ultimate desire, which is the feeling I get when I leave the gym, and additionally help me to be more embodied in the process. Lately, I've been enjoying a morning ritual where I don't turn on any lights other than candlelight. And I light a stick of incense and I sit at my dining room table and journal. And right now I'm reading a fabulous book that I highly recommend called God is a Black Woman by Christina Cleveland. We all desire more mindfulness, and more of an ability to be in the present moment. But for some of us, particularly those who feel a homecoming, when we are embodied, mindfulness is not always enough to drop us fully into the present moment. And there needs to be this addition of the magic of the senses. Another thing that helps awaken my sensual body is wearing lingerie for no reason. So putting on a beautiful bra and a pair of little lace boy shorts, and sometimes I'll add a uh, long string of pearls, like a lavalier length string of pearls, and my booty slippers, which add a decidedly uh, more cozy element (laughs) to the wardrobe. And I dab a little bit of perfume behind my ears and I'll go in and check my emails. And, you know, I used to listen to things like this and I would just roll my eyes and say, good God, woman, that sounds so hokey. And I hear you and I encourage you before you mock me to give it a try. And for you, it might not be lacy lingerie. It might be a low cut maxi dress that's cotton and cozy and feels yummy on your skin. Or it might be a Irene Cara flash dance type sweatshirt that goes off the shoulder and reveals your gorgeous collarbones with some short athletic shorts that look like they're from the seventies. It does not matter what it is doesn't matter what it looks like. It's all about how it makes you feel and how it awakens that sensual essence within you. And the final gem is one that 
you may not associate typically with the art of seduction, but it is to make contact with your inner child. So children have this very uninterrupted channel between themselves and their desires. And, you know, being an adult can be such a head trip and can contain so many straight lines of details and angles. Whereas the world of a child has those more round curves of play and pleasure and why on earth would we do anything unless it's fun? And so for me, my inner child loves things like fluffy novels. My inner child is a total sucker for inanimate objects in the shape of animals, like slippers and essential oil diffusers and incense burners and all other objects, teaspoons, all of these things in my house that come in the shape of animals. And it just makes them such a joy and delight. I also love going over to my goddess daughter's house on Sunday mornings. And I bring crafts and stickers and collage pieces. And this month we're making Yule bundles with evergreens and holly and sliced oranges and you know, just being around a little one, I find myself doing things like playing the song, The Lion Sleeps Tonight and shaking the oat milk like it's a maraca and my playful self comes out and my inner child is delighted. And I feel so seduced by the wonder and the enchantment of the present moment. And so my loves, those are your gems on the art of self-seduction. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving us a review or sharing it with a friend. The greatest compliment you can give me is to share this podcast with someone you love. And thank you so much for listening. See you next week. What if personal growth could feel like tea and truffles? What if simple pleasures could be your daily sanctuary and glamour a path to God? If you are ready to learn the art and craft of slow, sumptuous living, join us in the Come to Your Senses Coterie. Go to the link below this episode, alifewellsavored.com.